You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and this week we have three special guests. We'll be hearing from Liz Kelly, Brett Saxon, and Jessica Frampton performing with Steve Kruger. Please sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, episode 10. We are officially in the double digits. Yeah, the crowd goes wild, yeah. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, If you're just new to the podcast, big thanks to you. That's what we need. We need more and more new listeners. That's the only way we can keep this thing growing. If you're new, I just want to tell you a little bit about the show. This show is centered around a live performance that happens at Putnam's Pub in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. And we perform, um, I'm the host of the show, I perform every week um, starting at 8 p.m. And then we get to, it's usually three special guests, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four, Um, you never know. And then we record all of that, Um, we pick out the best original music that we... um, we dig out of the out of the set, and then uh, we put that onto this podcast. After the music is all done, we sneak outside and we do a little street side interview with all the performers. Um, so this week we'll be we'll be hearing from Liz Kelly, um, Brett Saxon, and Jessica Frampton, who was playing with uh, Steve Kruger. And on this particular night, it was just a really really great night of music. Liz um, started out the show. And just absolutely killed it. Um, she brought out a ton of people and was just pure rock star status. And, um, you know, big thanks to her. We're always trying to fill the place up, and she did. And, you know, Brett and Jessica brought their friends out too, so it just increased the uh, value of the night. So it was a really, really stellar time. Um, we'll be getting to their live music shortly, but we have some news and notes to go over. Um, first off, um, the things are growing. Listenership is growing, and we can see that. We're tracking all the stats and everything. So again, big thanks. Um, This week coming up, we'll be getting, we're on iTunes right now. We're always on SoundCloud. We're going to be putting um, the podcast on Stitcher in the coming days. So you'll be able to catch it on there. That's a pretty popular platform. And then we'll be searching other um, sort of platforms that we can put it on. But just so you know, if you're a Stitcher user, that's what we'll be uh, we'll be using shortly. Um, I also want to do a quick plug for myself. On the 29th of this month of January, I'll be playing at Pete's Candy Store at 11 p.m. Um, that's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I'll be playing a solo show there, and I'll be doing some storytelling and um, some music. So that's, that's going to be a really good show. If you can make it out, please come out. And of course, like I said, we're performing every Sunday at Putnam's. Um, so make sure you come out there because we always need more and more live music guests, you know, and people coming to see the live music is very important. Putnam's is a, is a really great place and they have a lot of things going on there and a lot of people come for all sorts of different reasons. So even on Sunday nights, we, this is a popular show. There's still a lot of people that are coming for other reasons to watch football, to have dinner. So uh, the more people we have there listening to the music, the better it looks for us and the more attention the musicians get. It's a strange thing, but there's sometimes people don't like to listen to live music. And there's a stigma that goes along with live performance, and I don't understand it. I've been doing this for a long time, and sometimes you go set up places and people, without even hearing your music, they roll their eyes at you or they just have this preconceived notion of what you're going to be doing and... It's easily remedied once you start playing, and it's even more easily remedied if there's people there to see it, then they're like, oh, well, this is a a popular thing. If you're just there, because I usually play solo, if you're there just setting up and singing and nobody's there to see you, they're like, what is this guy doing? But uh, nonetheless, I want to extend an invitation for everybody to come out to 
Putnam's, 8 p.m. every Sunday, and my show at Pete's Candy Store, January 29th, 11 p.m. That's a Friday night. It'll be a late night show, and that's going to be songs and um, a lot of storytelling. Um, we usually start out with a monologue, and I have that written down in my note right here um, just dreams because I've been having the craziest dreams lately. And I don't know if it's because I had sort of a um, sad, maybe traumatic loss of a family member recently, and if it's like my subconscious is bringing out all these feelings and stuff, but I've been just having these incredibly vivid, uh, realistic dreams. And it, it, it always tends to be after I've had a full eight hours or let's say seven hours and I wake up right before my alarm in that last hour, I always have the just crazy dreams. And it's been, it's been really, um, really vivid lately. And I've been having a, a lot of crazy, crazy ones. Since I talked to you last, I saw this movie and it's really popular movie called the revenant. And there's a lot, there's a lot of dream sequences in that movie. And I was thinking about how, just about how funny it is um, in the movie. He goes, Leonardo DiCaprio goes through a lot of, a lot of really terrible things. And sometimes he's like sleeping, having these dream sequences, and then he wakes up to like a blizzard or or something like that. And I'm just thinking about how like how many different times I've had that's not the same experience, but an experience like that where I wake up. I'm having a nice, pleasant dream. Maybe even the dream, it's not even necessarily a good dream. It's just a dream and it's fine and fun. And then I wake up and I slowly wake up into the realization that, you know, I'm not in like a nice place or I don't know where I'm at. And I'm not, this isn't me bragging or anything, but I live kind of like a little bit of a crazy life. So I've had this experience plenty of times. I've had a lot of weird wake-ups in my days. I remember one by far the weirdest uh, I woke up one time in a Ripley's Believe It or Not after a night drinking uh, in Key West, Florida, which is a story for another time. I've I've woken up, you know, on countless couches that I don't know where I'm at when I wake up and then slowly, you know, it's it comes to me over time. There's this The Who song, and he's like, I woke up in a Soho barroom, a policeman knew my name. And that song cracks me up because what a terrible way to wake up. It's like you're in a bar room and the police, not only is there a policeman waking you up, but he also n- already knows your name. So it's, it's terrible. That's, you know, it's not looking good for you. I had a, an experience sort of similar to that. And this is when I was living in St. Louis and I had a friend, Paige Dirksen, who was doing, uh, was going to school in Collinsville, Illinois, which is just um, right across the river from, from St. Louis. And, uh, she was, uh, she's now married to my friend, Scott Dirksen. At the time they were just dating. So Paige was going to school in Collinsville and she was doing art therapy and her boyfriend, Scott, who was really, um, that's how I knew her. I worked with Scott down at Seabase. Scott was, um, working at a university somewhere else, I think maybe in Arkansas or something like that. And he was in town. So they get a hold of me and they're like, can you come, uh, let come out and visit us at my apartment and we'll have a, a killer time. So I remember I went to dinner with my brother. He drove me out to Collinsville, Illinois and dropped me off at Paige's apartment. And me and Paige and Scott sat there and we drank. And this is probably low end, probably 500,000 rum drinks that night. We just drank a ton of rum. We were playing rum dice, which I don't even remember how to play, but I knew it that night. I remember at one point we we're like hula hooping out in the in the like little backyard area and just had this killer, killer time, great time. So I fall asleep on the couch. I don't remember falling asleep. I'm just certain that I did because this is what I remember. In the morning, I'm sleeping and I'm and this like I'm sort of irritated. Something's waking me up. It's not an alarm and I like slowly come to and I just hear Gerald, Gerald. Gerald, Gerald, and I like open my eyes and upside down, you know, because I'm like laying on my back, upside down in the sliding glass door is a sheriff, like a county sheriff with his head in the sliding glass door saying to me, Gerald, 
Gerald. <laughs> and I remember like immediately thinking, okay, assess the situation. Pros and cons. Uh, you know, cons, we got really drunk last night. I don't remember going to sleep. Pros, I'm not Gerald. So that's like a good thing, you know? And I'm like, I, Illinois has weird laws, but I don't think it's illegal to, to hula hoop. And all this is rolling through my head really quick. And I just kind of like, he's still just yelling Gerald at me. Not yelling, just saying Gerald very sternly at me. And I just kind of shake my head and say, uh, you know, no, wrong, wrong apartment. I'm not Gerald. And, and, and only girls lived in the apartment. So I know there was no Gerald that lived there. The sheriff just opens the door and walks in and says, okay, well, show me your ID. So now he just woke me up. So I'm mad. So I get up and I'm like, you can't just come in here and demand to see my ID. And he's like, I need to see your ID. We're yelling at each other. And I was like, you listen, buddy, you can't just come in here and demand to see my ID. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, what law school did you go to? And I said, the law school of fuck you, asshole. I know my rights, which is just the stupidest thing to say to a police officer. And like, I know that that's like the rule for vampires, that they can't come in unless they're invited. But I don't really know the law or if that's the rule for sheriff's deputies or whatever. So the guy comes in and we're we're yelling at each other. And finally, he's like, fine. And he pulls out his handcuffs. And then I realize it's getting real. So I'm like, uh, okay, man, I'll just show you my ID. I'm not Gerald, you know, but I'm still really angry at him. He has his back turned to the hallway. And I see Scott come out and like see me and like gets a little like scared and like walks away. And my eyes kind of light up and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and he's like, are there other people here? And then he goes back and sees that Scott and Paige are sleeping in the other bedroom. And he like goes and searches the place and everybody comes out into the living room and I'm still all mad at him. I don't, nobody knows what's going on. We're all just kind of mad at each other. They're, Scott and Paige are looking at me like, what the hell did you do, Carl? And I'm like, you know, this is all nonverbal. I'm just like looking at him like, I didn't, I swear I didn't do anything. He just, you know, walked in. And so they're like, why are you here? Why are you, who are you looking for? And apparently like a guy named Gerald had lived there prior to them moving in and he had a warrant out for his arrest and and the police officer saw you know like all of our rum paraphernalia all over the place and assumed that we were like some i don't know we were on the lamb or something so uh he eventually leaves and Paige is like what what the hell happened and i'm like i swear i didn't do anything and so we all get into this sort of like we discuss what happened and everything and finally i'm like like he can't do that and I get all worked up and I'm like we have to we have to go we have to get his badge number so I walk outside and the sheriff had already left and and then that was that and then Scott and Paige this was really early in the morning like 6 30 sun had just come up so Scott and Paige go back to sleep I go back to sleep for a little while and I, I was bartending at this I was like a daytime bartender at this restaurant at the time so I I went into work that day where I had to be there at 11 and I'm like sitting behind the bar and nobody's in there. And I'm just thinking like, did, did I make that? Like, did I dream that whole sequence? Or was that, was that real, you know? And seriously, for like hours, I just couldn't. I'm like, I could have just dreamt it because I'm not in jail and nothing happened. And then eventually Paige or Scott texted me and they're like, uh, how you feeling today, Gerald? And I realized that, you know, <laughs> it really did happen. And there were witnesses to have seen it. And I just sat there behind the bar, chuckling to myself. The bar is what they have at Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. This bar is fantastic there. It's big, it's wood, it is fully stocked. They have everything that you can imagine. The bartenders are the friendliest guys and gals that you'll ever meet. They're very attentive to their clientele and they work really hard for you. That's Putnam's Pub and Cooker, 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill or on the web at putnamspub.com. Okay, up first on live music, we have Liz Kelly. I mentioned this earlier. Liz came out to the show and just absolutely killed it. Her music was absolutely stellar. 
Um, I think she is a a she's a multi instrumentalist, but I think she's a drummer by trade. And but here she's playing guitar and singing and playing a little drum too. Um, Stephen, who was playing with Jessica at the end of the set, had brought his drum set in and kind of last minute thing, she saw the the kick drum there and asked, "Can I use it?" And Stephen was totally cool with it. So she was playing drum, guitar. She also had a um, viola player with her, Anna. Um, Anna. I might, I've been saying people's names wrong this whole whole podcast, so my apologies. I'm doing the best I can. Anyway, um, Liz absolutely killed it musically and then absolutely killed it as far as bringing people out because it was like chaos in, this, in the bar in a good way. Chaos in the bar the night of this show. So um, I just want to give her very much credit because she w- she did an w- absolutely wonderful job and um unfortunately she was not able to stay after to do the interview it's kind of a it's kind of a long night and we ask a lot of the performer especially the first performer to stay all through all the music just to do the interview afterwards but um and she wasn't able to nonetheless we're going to have like a small um interview we talked to Anna afterwards um we'll have a little bit of that but um, we're going to hear from Liz Liz right now, and um, like I said, she just absolutely killed it, and I, I just can't speak glowingly of her enough. So uh, you can find her on the web at LizKellyMusic.com, or you can hear her on a podcast right now. I was late nights and you were early mornings And you're always finding all your reasons And I'm fumbling through my feelings Searching for best places and most faces And that's gonna be the way We're gonna make this the way And you're a million miles And I'm gonna stay in bed today You said you found my eyes before the winter even settled in And we let this all come in with our own way Filling in these sentences You said I spoke your language But you're all these questions about ideas And that's gonna be the way we're gonna make this the way And you're a million miles and I'm gonna stay in bed today And that's gonna be the way we're gonna make this the way And you're a million miles and I'm gonna stay in bed today And I'm finding my moments whenever I can And the mornings met the nights And the memories made their mistakes The memories made their mistakes That's gonna be the way We're gonna make this the way And you're a million miles And I'm gonna stay in bed today And that's gonna be the way We're gonna make this the way and you're a million miles and I'm gonna stay in bed today You said I'll make the money as long as you keep you That's gonna be the way 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 Right. My name is Anna Dart. Okay. And Anna, you played with Liz. Yes. Liz had to leave Mm -hmm. before we could. We do these interviews afterwards, so right. We missed her. Yeah. But um, how did you meet? How did you meet Liz? Oh well, we worked at the same restaurant for years. Actually, we met at Alchemy. And do you play uh, with her often? Is this a new thing? It's kind of a new thing. We've talked about uh, playing together. Yeah. For years, and this is the first time we've actually made it happen. Oh, cool! So that was a lot of fun. And, and what were you? You were playing. I was playing the viola. The viola and, and this, backup. And BV. That's, that's right. Uh, an industry term for oh, background okay. vocals. All right. But I'm telling for for the audience, the not audience. for you, because you right. clearly know. Um, I'm a pro. <laughs> but this was it was the first <laughs> viola we ever had at Put at Putnam. So. Okay. How cool is that? Hey, making history. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so what's it look like whenever uh, for you guys to play a show like this? Does she she approaches you that she asks you to play? Or? Yeah, yeah. She asked me to play a set with her, and I've seen her play for years. You know, okay. I've seen her 
solo shows and she'll bring on like guest artists and I think she's great. I feel like I'm a groupie who has got no promotion. <laughs> Hell so. yeah, that's the yeah. best. <laughs> that's great. And because this is all audio, Liz killed it tonight and the place was packed with all of her friends. Yes, it was. Your friends too, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a good crowd when Liz plays. Cool. She's talented and she's got a lot of friends. Does she send... How, how do you guys do you guys practice together? Do you, does she send songs over? Digitally? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, she'll email me songs that she wants uh, to work on, and um, she'll either send me something and say, "Hey, do you have any ideas?" and improvise over this, or she'll have a very clear idea of like how she wants the, wants the you know the track to be, cool. and we'll work on that together. Excellent. So, yeah. Awesome. Well. Uh, just an abbreviated interview, but this way we have the same continuity of sure. all the uh, all the other stuff. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, do you, um, and then you sang a song tonight too. What was that song? It was uh, Twilight Galaxy. It was a cover of a metric song, metric which song. I love. Yeah. And then how how does that come up? Do you say I want to sing one, so we're playing that one, or? Oh no! Actually, okay. she was very generous. She was like, "Hey, you should sing a song. What do you like?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I love this song by Metric. It's one of my sort of like anthems." <laughs> and so she just put it together very quickly. She's like very good at um, uh, sort of composing quickly. She can sort of like find a way into a song and you can play with it. And cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing the, more of that with more her. That? Yeah. Do you uh, do you write songs? Or are you just in... I've composed very little. Okay. But doing this sort of thing makes me want to do it more. Yeah. I, I've played mostly for shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I've played in orchestras, and then I've played for, for theater productions where they needed an instrument. Okay. Um, is it, do you so. play strictly viola, or is that... Do you kind of... Pretty you, much. Okay. Vocals and viola. All right. I didn't viola. know if you if it translates to violin. Oh, and, sure. Sure, and yeah. And stuff, too. No, uh, no, not... I mean, actually, I could probably figure out how to play violin pretty easily. Uh -huh. Cello would be a little trickier. The fingering is very different. But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for uh, talking with us. Thanks, Liz, and thanks, Anna, for stepping outside and chatting with us. Um, I really appreciate it. This night was great. This particular night at Putnam's was like winter has set in fully in New York right now. And on this night, it was a, a snowy Brooklyn night. Everybody was crammed in. It was warmed in, warm inside. And I just want to set the mood because it was just an absolutely great night. And I was flying high for for days after this show because it was just such a such a big success. So the man who really put it all together was Brett, who we're going to hear from right now. I first met Brett years ago. He was a bartender at a place called The Sacket here in Park Slope. He quit there. I think he now bartends at uh, Mission Dolores, I think is the name of the bar. So go visit him there for sure. But um when he was bartending at the Sackett, I was working on, I did a Kickstarter campaign and an album and a tour, all recorded by my friend Paul, who does these podcasts. But I, so we talked a lot about music and I knew he was a singer and a songwriter and he plays all around Brooklyn all the time. And so when we first started, when I first started booking shows for Putnam's Unplugged, which then became the Acoustic Sunset, um, Brett was one of the first people that I reached out to. He was busy in December and November when I first started doing it, and so we set this date up way before, and he introduced me to Liz and, you know, also played on the night. Um, and just, so he's sort of responsible for this very successful night that we had. So, big thanks, Brett. I really appreciate it. I am also a huge fan of his music. Uh, it's just right up my alley. I'm a big fan of solo, guitar, harmonica players, so... Um, that's what you're going to hear right now. This is uh, Brett Saxon. You can find him on online. He's on Twitter um, and then also on Facebook.com forward slash Brett Saxon. That's B-R-E-T-T-S-A-X-O-N. You can catch him online or you can hear him right here.
hanging out. We were smoking cigarettes and we were drinking. The tall buildings behind us were falling and tumbling to the ground. And it was raining at the corner. But our umbrellas hung backwards. The rain filled our t-shirts, matted your dark hair to your face. And we were connected. Strung together by wire While painters and poets cried As they slowly walked naked to their graves Cause it was all about the business Yeah, it was ink plots and leather chairs Passion only crept up No one was there to look its way and all the snow on the ground and all the revelations of the world As the night's winds would whisper secrets through the windows and doors We were working for pennies But we were spending our quarters We've all had it up to our eyes Benjamin and And we were sweating and shaking From our pills, from our powders From a syringe at still angle Came one with our shadows Entangled in the halls Progenitors would watch us Both whistle and call Buildings we left, they're still broken and flawed. Trees would grow graceful, both beautiful and tall. They'd say, Oh, 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 oh,
Okay, we're here with Brett Saxon. Yes, sir. All right. Um, did you enjoy your set? Yeah. You know, yeah, good time? Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Thank you for having me. No, it's cool. Um, so, Brett, you were friends with Liz, too. Yes. How, did, how do you know Liz? I, I met Liz. I was recording my last album, and the guy I was recording with has worked with Liz before and thought she'd be a good fit for some of the songs. Uh, and... Yeah, that's how I met her, and we've done a few other she solo played, shows together. She played drums? Yeah, she played drums uh, for, for the album, like, cool. just like just three or four of the songs. What's the you know? name of the album? You want to plug plug your album? Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Is that, you have multiple albums out? I do. I have two. I'm working on a third because I'm uh, overdue for a third. Uh, but yeah, the latest one that Liz was on is called Review of the End. Uh, the one before that is called A Castle Built Too Quickly. And they're both on iTunes and Spotify and uh, cool. All that jazz. What time? When uh, did the last one come out? Came out in late uh, 2013. Okay, so yeah, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> I feel in the same you know way. Goes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and like my songs are starting to pile up, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta record them. And hey, but, that's not bad. That's a better situation than yeah, not having the not songs. Not having the songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, you know, it's also like. I, when you're not recording and, no, and you don't have a record contract, it's also like, what the fuck am I doing? Like writing songs, you know, I, I mean, I know I'm driven to do it for my own reasons and everything, but it's yeah. also like, it's a little scary too of like, what the fuck? Just carry a notebook and write rhymes all the time for, for no reason. Right. You know? uh, I always liken it to, uh, you, you ever go out west and there are those guys that just chop up like logs and like big owls and things, you know, and you're like, Nobody's buying it, and he just has them all in his front yard. But that guy wakes up every morning compelled to trim up a fucking log or whatever. So still doing it. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I guess yeah. I feel compelled to and do it. So. You have to get up and see all of those owls sitting in the yard <laughs> right. that you did, and that no one's bought yeah. <laughs> and want to do it again. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. That's a good yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you? Uh, was there a song that you played tonight that particularly felt good, or that you would like to use in in the podcast? I guess I'm always a fan for the the, the last one. Okay, we, we yeah. didn't care. I loved it. Yeah, um, felt it was a good one that I felt good about. Was that on um, your one of the albums, or is that new? Yeah, that's actually on my first album. Okay, um, and I wrote it. Uh, yeah, it's on a castle built too quickly. It was one of the first songs when I wrote uh, that that uh, that I wrote when I moved to New York. Okay, uh, how, what's it look like ago. for you? And I know every every song is different, but for that particular song, how does that how does it come to you? Do you have an idea for the song first, a riff that you work off of? You know, do you go melody and then words, words then melody? Yeah, I think I think that one was definitely like riff first. That was I was very I'm still like very influenced by Wilco and like I was kind of I woke up early and uh, kind of hung over one day and just like nobody else was up in the apartment and I went out in the in the kitchen and yeah was playing very quietly and I, I feel like the main guitar verse parts came from that and like yeah I just got a very big Wilco vibe and yeah. went from there with it. and so do you I, I also agree that first time first thing in the morning is good I, I feel like coffee at the kitchen table is where you feel the most comfortable and that's where I think I tend to write write the best so for that song you come up with a riff and then and then it just like work you develop it over time or does it come quickly yeah that one came pretty that one felt good it came pretty quick um i, I get weird i get very weird especially now like i don't know i don't, I don't know if, i'm not saying i'm a perf perfect person but like i feel like i've got to get better at going back and re revising and things like that because i do you mean I, your songs or your personal or just stuff? like writing new ones i'm afraid to like yeah that one came quick cause, uh yeah, oh, you mean revising? So, so yeah. like, it, you have lyrics, and then like, should I tweak uh, them and make them tighter or something? Right. Is that what you're thinking? I, I I need to realize that I can do that as an artist yeah. instead of like, well, if I write this, I gotta stick with it, with it. You know, yeah. so I gotta. Yeah. Realize I, can I often do that, write but, dummy uh, lyrics, and then I can't get those lyrics out of my head, and then like, I'm stuck in this thing where I'm like, no, I don't want to say that, but then I can't not think that when I'm trying to write it. Yeah. But, but cool, man. That song sounded great, and I really cool. appreciate it. Where can people find your music? You said on iTunes? And yeah, yeah. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Finally finally on Pandora, which is great. Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I'm What's the Facebook? 
Facebook is just my name, Brett Saxon, uh, two T's, uh, S-A-X-O-N. Cool. Um, Twitter and Twitter. Instagram, uh, all that. You got any, show, any other shows coming up? Not right now. I'm hoping to record soon. And uh, I think early March, well, I guess that's right around the corner too, is, is going to be my next show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hellphone, Bushwick. Uh, yeah. In Brooklyn here. Great, man. So that should be a good well, one. thanks for doing the show. And thanks yeah, for, thank for you introducing for me to Liz because awesome. tonight was a killer night. All right, thanks a lot, Brett. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of his music. I'm a huge fan of uh, of the way he talks about music too. So it means a lot that he step he's hung around and stepped outside and did that interview with us. Um, he hooked me up years ago when um, we're both struggling musicians, you know. And he he hooked me up with some shows, and I've hooked him up with some shows, and uh, I I really appreciate that. And that's now that I have the opportunity to book people. I'm I I'm really happy that I have it, you know, and I want to help out my friends and stuff. Next up, we're going to hear from Jessica Frampton, and she was playing with a drummer, Steve Stephen Kruger, and uh, Stephen's drum set was mic'd the night of the show. I messed something up, and you just can't hear it in our recording. So trust me that there was a duo playing here, um, but really just what passes through what was recorded onto our audio recorder is really just uh, Jessica's guitar and her vocals. But let me assure you that Stephen was playing playing drums. And I wanted to preface Jessica's set with this little anecdote. Um, a few months ago, we were, we were walking Jessica's dog, Beulah. Shout out to Beulah, coolest dog in history of the world. Um, so we're walking Beulah. And, and sorry, this is kind of gross, but Beulah stops to go to the bathroom to do number two. And on the stoop, we're in Park Slope, and on this stoop, there sat a grandma and two uh, teenage, early teens, maybe even like 10-year-olds or something. And so the dog stops to do his business or whatever, and one of the kids says, ooh, and the grandma just says, everybody do it. And then the kid responds with, yeah, but he do it weird. And then the grandma says, everybody do it different. And then she repeated it. Everybody do it different. (laughs) And that's what I'm trying to talk about in this podcast. Not number two. I'm talking about songwriting. Okay. Okay. Everybody do it different. Okay. There's no one way to write a song. There's no one way to do it, you know? And, um, that's been a little bit of a, a mantra that Jessica and I have had for the past few months. We'll say it to each other, just shake our head and say, everybody do it different. Everybody do it different. So I'm really excited to, um, Jessica's played on the podcast before and she's played the show before. Uh, again, this time she was playing with a drummer who doesn't quite come through in the recording and my apologies. And again, I take full responsibility for all of that jazz, but uh, we're going to hear from from Jessica Frampton right now with Steven Kruger. You can find him on the web, facebook.com forward slash Yellow Bells Music. That's just Yellow Bells Music written out. Um, and here's their live performance at Putnam's Acoustic Sunset. You're a crazy bitch and you know Gonna scratch that itch but not sure It's got you driving fast but you're moving slow Stepping on the gas with nowhere to go
Did you guys have fun? Did you enjoy the set? I had a blast. Yeah, it was great. The crowd was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was packed yeah. tonight. Yeah. Thought it was going to be good and it was better than I expected. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were feeling really good after our warm up and then, yeah, I think it. <laughs> no, it, we fucked it up here. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. I feel very, I feel very, very good with, with what we did. Well, awesome. you're. People are listening, so you can't tell, but Jessica is glowing right now. You look very happy. <laughs> I'm radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> One step back. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to go do this over there. Uh, so uh, did a song feel good for you to do? Yeah. Um, I was, mean. Was there one that you just felt into? I like the Crazy Bitch song. I was I was kind of feeling that one. The, um, the driving, like, kind of uh, buildup of it. I like that. What, um, how old is that song? Is that a new song? That's a week old. Or, a week old? Well, it's, it's a little over a week old because I wrote it by myself in a quiet car riding back from St. Louis because I was driving so much over the holidays into, uh, I don't know, bored with all the other people's music and podcasts that I had to listen to over the previous, like, 16 hours of driving. So I... Drove for eight hours straight with no sound, no radio at all, and then just like, I'm just going to write two songs. And then I came home from the holidays and came to Steven at our first practice, and I was like, I got some new songs for us to do. And then that, so. So how, did, how does that come up? Do you get the, you just think crazy bitch, and then you start writing the song, or you get a melody, and you just start plugging well, in words? That song in particular was, like I said, I was really just, I don't know, bored with all the, stuff the radio and everything and so I uh, was driving in silence talking to myself and then I was like you're a crazy bitch you know that <laughs> and then I was like that's a good start for a song <laughs> and then so then it just turned and then you know it turned into a song about homicide so that's always that's always fun oh that is it's fun it's good topic of conversation too yeah. <laughs> kind of only fun for one though yeah. <laughs> But I, it's but definitely a game for one. It's like solitaire. <laughs> it is solitaire. <laughs> the ultimate game of solitaire. <laughs> Holy shit, let's make a movie. <laughs> so uh, so then so you have this idea for a song and then you bring it to Steven and then what do you what do you do? You just start jamming out and he just falls right in? I mean yeah, how do you guys work together is basically what I'm getting at. She plays it. I say play it again. And then I say play it again. And then I play along with her, and then <laughs> then he says, "Fire up. the drummer." Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just it's coming up with ideas and try to I try to do three or four different. Tr I just take three or four different stabs, mm -hmm. and then we record a shit ton. So I went home and listened to and you like and listen to it. Four different recordings over six recordings, and I started <laughs> finding shit that I was digging and remembering because it obviously feels right for the song. And then mm -hmm. poof, you have a song on the drums. And ha do you play in other bands, or is this? This is it. Okay, I, I guess my what I'm getting at, it, or my thought process is, 
is it different to play with somebody like Jess, who's like a little, maybe a little quieter? That song's <clears throat> pretty rocking, but she's like, said, I play with a girl who's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's totally fine. It's easy. It's only one other person I have to deal with, and <laughs> I tell her what to do, and she does it. She's eager. <laughs> She's shapeable, so it makes it so much easier for me. Like okay. I can either play very relaxed and just be in the back, or have I have room to to show. Yeah, I say uh, we're always um, challenging band norms because I'm the rhythm on the guitar, and he's like all doing all the fancy solos on the drums or like reverse white stripes. <laughs> Maybe you should call it like a yellow bells or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so uh, where can people maybe find your music? Are you guys playing another show anytime soon? Um, well, we Mary's play, bar yeah, we month? play every month at Mary's Bar, uh, third Saturday of every month, and hopefully we'll play here again. And, you know, we're just dipping our toes in the water, I guess, so we'll, we'll look at how to book other gigs in the future. But there's a Facebook page, um, not... So much of our recordings are on there, uh, but hopefully being, soon. Being two months old, we have you know, recordings that are worthy of being shared. Well, I want to make enough. I want to tell you, you guys really, really killed it, and it sounded really great. And uh, I'm just really impressed. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Jess uh, and Stephen. It was. You know, a really cool thing that they come they come out and play the show. All the bands that do it. Like I said, and I mentioned this last time, we pay the performers for their time, but we don't have the budget to be paying people tons of money or anything. So a lot, and this is just indicative of the whole mu uh, musician's lifestyle, the music industry, that a lot of times you're doing things as sort of a labor of love. So um, big thanks to to Jess and Steven for, for doing that. And the music sounded absolutely great. Um, thank you, the listener, for listening to this. It means a lot. We're still trying to grow our, our program. So tell your friends, um, go on to iTunes, give us a rating, a five-star. I think we have only five-star ratings, so that's like uh, a bit flattering for what we're doing. Uh, but I, I, I listen to these things over and over, so I know that they sound good, and I, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you can find me on online. You can hit me up. Uh, um, my email is Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. That's Putnam's Acoustic Sunset, just one word written out at Gmail. I'm going to say it one more time Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Uh, I'm there. I'm monitoring it every day. So, so if you're an interested performer, let me know. Uh, we got our first, our first fan mail the other day which was like it was awesome i'm so happy um so brett i think you sent me the email <laughs> i think you sent me two of them big thanks to you man uh, you're the very first one so i want to give you a shout out i also want to give a shout out to everybody that's involved with this this show jerry and audrey the owners of putnam's their musician's friend they put this on big thanks to them big thanks to paul who puts this all together Thanks to Liz, Anna, Brett, Jessica, Stephen, all the perform those are all the performers on this particular night. Um, and a big thanks to T, who's the bartender who came back for the first time on this particular night. So he always does a wonderful job. And then all the servers and uh, workers at Putnam's. It's just a juggernaut of a place. On this night, there was a Broncos game beforehand, which there are Broncos fan bar so that there was a ton of people there for football and then there were a ton of people there for uh the acoustic sunset and then there was a birthday party or something going on down in the basement so it's just a great vibe and a, and a juggernaut of an establishment so big thanks to everybody that's involved and most of all big thanks to the listeners because you're the reason we're doing this and i really appreciate it come see me pete's candy store january 29th 11 p.m. I would love to see you. I'm going to be doing a lot of original songs. I'm sorry, all original songs and a lot of storytelling and uh, maybe a joke or two. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We'll have three new special guests. Really looking forward to it. Thanks again. Peace, love, 
and rock and roll. 